Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Winter Circle Podcast. My name is Gabe, and uh, today we're going to be going over the Mexico GP. Um, we have some. Uh, I have some guests here with me. I got Omar, of course, my co-host. Omar, you want to say anything? Oh, what's up, guys? Sorry, I wasn't sure if I was uh, going to interject or not. <laughs> uh, I got Jason here. He's been here a couple times now. Jason, anything? Yo. And then I have Christian. Yo. Christian's a, a, a childhood friend of mine, and uh, he's been following F1 this year, and uh, I thought I'd have him along for the ride, too. So, uh, yeah, we got Mexico GP, but before we start talking about that, I just want to let you guys know, if you're listening to YouTube, uh, you guys can go ahead and find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else where you can listen to a podcast. Just search The Winner's Circle and look for the picture of the, the yellow RSR. Uh, yeah, so let's get, let's get it started. Um, tail of the tape right now uh, is Max leading Lewis Hamilton by 12 points. Uh, Max has 287.5. Lewis has uh, 275. Did I say Max has 275? I kind of fucked that up. I kind of fucked that up. So Max has 287.5, and Lewis has 275.5. So 12-point gap right there. Um, And in the past, so Mexico has been out of the rotation for a very long time. It recently came back in 2015. When it came back, Nico Rosberg was the first winner. And then after that, 2016 went to Lewis Hamilton. 2017 went to Max Verstappen. 2018 went to Max Verstappen. And then 2019 went back to Lewis Hamilton. 2020, COVID hit. They canceled the race. And uh, there was no Mexico GP. Um, as far as polls go and qualifying, both have one pole position apiece. Lewis had one in 2016, and Max had one in 2019. Um, other than that, uh, these guys have not finished on podium other than their wins. So it's pretty much win or bust. Um, Max seems to be a slightly a little more consistent uh, with his race results at this track, but um, you know j- that's just looking at it on paper. That's not actually watching the race. So you know things happen in the races. They're very unpredictable, and it very well could have been something that caused uh, Lewis Hamilton to uh, have a worse result than Max. Um, so with that being said, uh, we're going to start talking about the uh, you know the race for the championship first between these two. Uh, before we start diving deeper into the pack and looking at those races, those uh, driver battles that are happening, you know, mid-pack, um, what what do you guys think? Uh, Jason, kick it off. What are you thinking? Is uh, how's it looking this weekend? You know, as always, I think it's going to be a, a pretty tight one. You know, uh, just to put it out there, uh, the Mercedes right now, I believe, is faster in the straights yeah. than uh, the Red Bull. Um, is uh, faster in the corner. So with Mexico having, you know, three DRS zones, it should be interesting. Um, but definitely, I think uh, Red Bull will come out on top this weekend. But it's going to be a, a nail-biter, I think. I think you're being a little fanboy, though. That's I think that might yeah. be a little unbiased. <laughs> uh, a little biased, not unbiased. Uh, Omar, what do you, how do you see this going down? You know, honestly, right now, uh, everything is just so, like Jason's saying, it's, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a very nail-biting race. Um, obviously, the competition between um, Mercedes-AMG and then Red Bull is, is very um, very fierce, to say the least. But I don't know. Something gives me the feeling, they're, uh, what are the odds that either Max or Lewis make contact with one another and both end up just disqualifying out of the race? Didn't that happen, like... Just a few GPs ago. That happened at Monza, yeah. Um, yeah, at were, Monza, that's what it was, right? Right at the first chicane? Yeah. Or uh, the first uh, turn, turn one two. or turn two? Yeah, at turn yeah. two, they, hit con- they made yeah. contact, but they were neck and neck in turn one. Right. Uh, yeah, right. I could very well see that happening. Um, me and Jason had discussed about this earlier this week, that you know, with, with how the track layout is set up, there very well could be some contact between the two on the first lap. Yeah, Christian, what do you no, think? Absolutely, man? there's. Uh, oh my bad. Wait, wait. Carry on, Omar. What were you saying? Oh no, I was just going to mention real fast that um, you know, the second half of the racetrack itself, uh, it's there's quite a bit of technical sections on it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of um, it sets up uh, like an environment for contact to be made. 
That's very true, especially because uh, we know that uh, Red Bull car has the advantage to the, to the turns this year. Yep, exactly. Christian, what is your uh, thoughts on the race this weekend? Um, so I definitely have to see where they um, where they place as far as qualifying. Um, but I feel I feel that if uh, Verstappen get an early lead, I feel like he'll he'll be able to take that. He'll be able to take the dub. You know, it's it's yeah. <sighs> See, that's what was going on early in the season. You know, he, he would take yeah. the lead, and then, you know, Hamilton wouldn't catch up. So I feel like as long as Verstappen gets through, and then, you know, they don't do any accidents like we've seen in the past, I think Verstappen would go ahead and take this. Yeah, and, and when we look at the uh, Constructors' Championship, to caveat off of what you're saying and Max having those wins, the Constructors' Championship, Red Bull has nine wins. Uh, Mercedes-Benz has six um, there's definitely mm. uh, been quite a few. I think uh, Valtteri Bottas has three wins this season. I could be wrong. He could may- maybe have two. But, uh, oh, no, here we go. I have it right here. Valtteri Bottas only has one win. Lewis Hamilton has five, which I was actually pretty surprised. Was that the, at the Turkish Grand Prix? No, Did no. He win? Or was it? Uh, shoot, I don't even know what races he's won. Let's see. Um, Bottas? Yeah, it was the Turkish. That's the one he yeah. won. Yeah, that's right. He did win the Turkish Grand Prix. Uh, Max Verstappen has eight wins, eight of the uh, nine uh, wins that Red Bull has. So basically, they're they're both uh, pretty on par with, uh, you know, ha- giving their teammate one win but having the rest. Um, but I mean, Red Bull still has nine dubs. Uh, and we look at that the constructors' championship real quick. Uh, Mercedes-Benz has a pretty comfortable lead right now. They're up about uh, 23 points. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. Red Bull could very well catch, uh, uh, make that ground up within one race if uh, Sergio Perez and Verstappen have a good race for sure. Um, right. But uh, to give you guys my thoughts and opinions on what I think is going to happen on this race um, between the two, uh, you know, what you said, Omar, is exactly what uh, I had been talking to Jason about earlier. Is, uh, you know, I think the, the Mercedes-Benz will have a uh, faster lap. I think uh, Lewis Hamilton will get the qualify the uh, pole position, sorry. Um, based off the fact yeah. that the AMG is so much faster in a straight line. But, um, you know, uh, me and Jason were looking at the track and uh, there's quite a few technical spots, like you said. Um, turn, uh, what, three, four, and five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. and then you have the S's after that. Um, you know, there's some st- yeah, exactly. st- uh, long straights, but uh, with that Red Bull being a better car through the turns, um, you know, it definitely will mm-hmm. uh, be exciting to see uh, how mm-hmm. Max reacts and if he's patient and, uh, you know, makes the right move at the right time. Or is he going to be uh, young and dumbbacks and, you know, just try and send it in there just because the ego gets the best of them? Um, yeah, I have yeah. no idea. And I mean, I don't, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to discredit Max or anything, but no. I think historically we've seen that he can tend to overshoot just a little bit, you know, um, in terms of just his driving style. He's a very, I would say, aggressive yeah, driver, is. you know. he's. I mean, he's extremely mm-hmm. talented, very fast, but... You know, he's definitely not afraid to just absolutely send it. And if it means, you know, disqualifying as a result of that, you, don't um, shit. you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so let's jump into our, mm, the, uh, other, the other thing real quick too. I yeah. wanted to mention that, um, in the technical sections of this track for the Mexican GP, the DRS zones, that's where the DRS zones are. So I feel like that's another really you know potential. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Are you talking about the, the S's? Are you talking about where the S's are at? Correct. Yeah, it says okay. DRS detection zone one. Okay. okay. DRS de- detection zone two. You know, and and if that's yeah. the case, um, you know, if we look back at Austin, uh, you know, yeah. Lewis Hamilton couldn't catch. Max Verstappen on those last couple laps because he kept catching dirty air. Um, you know, if it's a DRS zone when there's right. curves involved, I, I don't see him catching them. Um, not, a, right. not there at least. Right. But, um, that could be the difference to to hold him back for you know every lap. You know. Damn. Exactly, and I think just you know judging based off what we said, I think the odds are in are in Max's favor um, at this race. Yeah, you. This is really weird. 
DRS. Do you see that? Like, do you see the same screenshot that I'm looking at where yeah. it highlights the DRS zones? Yeah. yeah. At, at turn 9, 10, 11, and then at turn Correct. 12, 13, 14, 15. I don't know if that, I mean, it's straight from the, from the F1 website. That's really weird. I did not expect that to yeah. be your DRS zone. I feel like that's a serious disadvantage for, for Mercedes Benz, Mercedes AMG. Yeah, me. same. Uh, that's that's why I brought it up because I honestly was a little confused by seeing that, but yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, I've never seen that shit ever. Jason, are you looking at this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, it's a bit tricky, I guess. <laughs> or, you know, it's yeah. very advantageous for, uh, yeah. You know, it, it, but you could also look at it this way, you know. Uh, Red Bull is not faster than the AMG in a straight line, which means that AMG is going to get down these straights faster and not have to worry about Red Bull closing a gap on them. So it could play a factor. It could play a, a beneficial to AMG as well. Um, if they mm-hmm. can get out front, you know, pull a lead on the straights and maintain that lead through the curves, um, through the twisty sections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll never know. I guess we'll find out this weekend. Uh, but uh, Jason, back to you. Give me your top three. Give me your, your top three uh, finishers right now for this race. Top three for the for the Mexico GP. I would say. Uh, you know what? Hey, P one Max. Jason, or, let, let's do top five. Uh-huh. I think I think that's uh, top five. Yeah, more Ooh, interesting. Okay. Okay, definitely. Okay, uh, I would say top. Five then P one for Stappen, P two Lewis, P three Perez, P four. I'm gonna say Botas and P five Norris. You're fucking cookie cutter ass. That that is the most generic finish I have ever heard of, bro. <laughs> like if I was to just guess on some shit, that would be exactly what I would do off point standings. <laughs> the point standings don't lie, you know. All those drags yeah, right. are very consistent. Especially, you know, the Clarendine best of the rest. That's true. Uh, you know, obviously Mercedes and Red Bull being, you know, the top four finishers typically. Okay, all right, all right. I'll accept that. Um, but, okay, yeah. if you had to choose one dark horse, who do you got? And where are they finishing? One dark horse? You know, I would say either Charles or, or even, I want to say, uh, Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly? I mean, he's had a great year. Uh, that team he's had a great year, you know. I've been on fire. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's gonna be a surprise. Yeah, that would be pretty uh, delightful to see. Actually, if he finished top five, uh, Omar, what do you think? Your top five, and then a dark horse after that you don't have in the top five. Uh, honestly, I'm not, I don't, I don't even have the top five in my head right now, but um. I want to say P1, Verstappen, P2, Hamilton, uh, P3. Um, I'm going to say Norris, P3. Okay, okay. Uh, He's my underdog that I root for every race. But um, P4 and P5, I don't even know, man. Uh. That's I'll say, yeah. Um, Bato's P4. And Leclerc P5. Damn. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm all fucked up. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> my dark horse. Um,. I don't know. I'll say Gasly. Gasly or like Ricardo. Danny Rick. Damn. Uh, any reason why? Um, no. No. I'm just I'm just kind of guessing, to be quite frank. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I wish I had more like statistical backing to, you know, back my or to justify, but I don't at well, the moment. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now. You and I have the same dark horse. Uh, I think uh, that Danny, oh, really? Danny Ricardo could finish on podium. Um, and my the- my theory behind this is he's got a pole position that he got back in 2000. 
Uh, I think he was 18 or 17. So he's had success at mm. this track. Um, and uh, I feel like he's finding the groove at McLaren, and McLaren's only getting better through the season yeah. as well. Um, that's exactly. why I have him as my dark horse. Um, I have the the my race results going. Lewis Hamilton uh, Verstappen after that, and uh, then we got Sergio Perez third. I think uh, he's going to show up and show out for his home crowd in Mexico, um, and, mm, and that'll be dope to see. Um, I'm not really a Red Bull fan, but. I mean, that is dope to see it when these drivers, you know, actually perform at their home tracks, their home GPs. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, fifth place, I, or sorry, fourth place, I got Charles Leclerc. And then fifth, I got Valtteri Bottas. Um, and yeah, like I said, my dark horse being Daniel Ricciardo, possibly finishing third. Somehow, if something happens, you know, if if Lewis and, and Max yeah. crash out, you know, that, that it helps tremendously. Um, if that's how he uh, didn't he he won at Monza, didn't he? Yep. He took P1, yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, if those dudes crash out, make contact, I mean, you never know. Uh, uh, you know, Sergio Perez might try and send it too. He's at his home GP, he might have a little chip on his shoulder trying to, you know, prove that he's uh, one of the top dogs as well and cause some contact with somebody as well. So, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's how I see it going down. Christian, what do you think? I got Verstappen P1, Hamilton P2, and I got Perez P3 just because he's at home. Okay. And then I got Botas at P4, and I'm going to give you Ricardo at P5. Damn. Mm. Okay. Uh, who's your dark horse? Yeah. I'm going to say Gasly is my dark horse. Pure Gasly. Mm-hmm. Definitely pull through. Okay, okay, respectable, respectable. I like the that two people said uh, Pierre Gasly. I didn't think that we would hear that, um, but that's that's dope to see. Um, so let's transition now to talking about how we see the rest of the championship playing out because uh, in the bigger picture of things, this is round 18 out of 22. This is the longest F1 season in their history. Um, you know, these guys are going to be surpassing well over 300 points, which is insane. Um, and to, to be honest, I really think they're just doing this because the race, the, the season's so close. I think they're literally just adding fucking races to just make money off this shit. I think it's a money grab to be honest with you, but, uh, definitely. But, uh, I mean, F1 in general has been rising in popularity like a shit ton in the past few years. Oh yeah. And, um, a lot of people are saying it's the Netflix effect, you know, because of drive to survive, you know, sort of blowing up, becoming one of. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, the uh, attendance for the uh, American GP at Coda this year was something like 50% higher than uh, 2019's US yeah. GP, I believe. Yeah. Like something, I think they had like over 40,000 people in attendance, which is just no, no, phenomenal. No, 400,000, bro. 400,000? 400,000 people shit. all weekend. Oh, I'm, I'm an idiot. That's regard what I just said. Yeah, it, it was pretty wild. That is ridiculous. For a race, I mean, I never thought, you know, racing w- w- caught on that heavy in, in the United States. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I didn't think that would be the case either. Um, I mean, racing has never yeah. been very big here. Uh, you think about mm-hmm. uh, the, the biggest racing league we have here is, is NASCAR. Um, and that's a pretty uh, small <laughs> niche of people right there. And then you, yeah. you, you break that even down even further, then you have IMSA, and that's even tinier than that, you know? So uh, for mm-hmm. F1 to come mm-hmm. to the U.S. and increase popularity or, or race attendance by 50% to 400,000 people, that's just insane. Yeah. And it's awesome to see, um, you know, and next year we're having two U.S. GPs. Uh, I thought they were just going to replace okay. Coda, but we're, they're adding another one here. So they're adding one. Yeah, yeah, we can't I mean, even get tickets to it because they're all yeah. freaking sold out right now. But it's, it's rumored to be uh, Vegas is you know on the uh, on the table for discussion. So maybe we're gonna have three uh, American GPs, you know, in the future. Wow, awesome! Yeah, yeah, that would That'd be, be really cool. Sick. Uh, hopefully, it's not be, Vegas in the summer. Mm-hmm. That would be miserable. Um, so yeah, Jason, what do you think? How's this season going to play out then? What, what, uh, you know, we got four rounds left. 
uh, after this, right? So we have 19, 20, 21, 22. Uh, yeah. Lewis Hamilton is winning. What? What? Who? Facebook oh, just oh. joined late. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was Jason. I thought that was Jason making that claim. I was about to say. I was like, what shit. the hell? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I mean, you know, as the season has been, it's been super close every race, um, which I think, you know, continuing on. But it also, you know, it could take just one DNF and one outside the podium finished to uh, really turn the tides and solidify the results, you know, as we've seen the previous years or, you know, I think even in 2019, Lewis was uh, the champion at Coda, like that early on in the season. And uh, it's been a while since F1 has had a season like this. So it'll be definitely interesting. To, it's definitely interesting to see how it's going to play out. Um, but yeah, you know, if there's even another collision, under, uh, some DNFs, then uh, yeah. Okay, then give me your season results. Don't give me that uh, beat around the bush type shit. I want to know who's winning it. I, I'm going for Stappen is going to win it overall. Uh, do you think it'll for be Stappen, close? How many points? I do you think, think it's going to come down. It's going to come down to I think. I don't think it's going to come down to Abu Dhabi the last round. I think it might be decided the second to last or third to last round. I uh, damn. I, so you I think, think he closes it? I think out early. I think someone's gonna DNF. Yeah, someone's gonna DNF. I, I I'm predicting that. Okay. All right. All right. That'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see. I mean, that would suck for the fans, but um, that would be pretty interesting to see a season between these two that is the longest in F1 history be cut short, basically because of a DNF. Uh, Omar, what do you think? Or might I add on, maybe, yeah, maybe maybe not a DNF, but you know, maybe someone has to take a new power unit, then they have to start at the back of the grid, then they won't be able to you know, make it up during the whole race. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, the odds of, of one of these drivers in, in the Red Bull or the AMG car not making up grounds and finishing top five at least is pretty slim but i mean if mercedes-benz they're already down 12 points has to start you know at the back of the grid and you get max verstappen on pole uh you know he could very well gain another 12 points in a week and then there you go that's a full fucking race it might as well have been a dna yeah. you know yeah well, I, both had two. I think it's been like eight so who knows i think we can expect one from hamilton yeah uh, he didn't take a, a power unit or a uh, a grid penalty for for replacing a power unit or a hybrid unit or anything. Lewis Hamilton. No, I think he did recently, but I um, he did too, man. I, I just cannot think of the race it was. I know for sure Max Verstappen did. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I'm thinking of Valtteri Bottas. I had to start in the back though. Bottas did yeah, for Bottas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just okay. Monza and uh, Lewis and Hamilton crashed. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. He came all the way from the back of the pack to finish third. That was quite a fucking drive. Uh, okay, so uh, you got uh, Verstappen winning, um, cl- possibly closing out by the third, if not the second mm-hmm. race of this, uh, second to last race of the season. All right, uh, Omar, what are you thinking? Uh, I think personally, Lewis is going to win the drivers' championship, and I think uh, Mercedes is also going to win the constructors' championship. Um, and my reasoning for that, I, I'm not the most uh, you know textbook knowledgeable person when it comes to F1, but um, I purely believe so based off of the upcoming um, uh, racetracks at the uh, upcoming GPs. So. We have Interlagos after uh, Mexico, so in Brazil. And then after that, it's all going to uh, the Arab Emirates or Saudi Arabia, which I'm looking at the overall map layout of those tracks. And if you look at, like, for example, uh, the Jeddah Street Circuit for Saudi Arabia, which I believe is a new yep. track, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. Um, we're looking at a lot of straights and a lot of like open sweepers, you know, not a ton of technical sections, a lot of, um, 
I don't know, the layout of these tracks just seems to favor the higher top speed and higher straight line speed performance of the AMG F1 car. And I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Hamilton as well to perform, um, you know, given the fact that he's he's, uh, currently behind Verstappen. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't think Hamilton is is a, a driver that's just going to let up so easily. You know, I think he's extremely skilled. He has an amazing car, an amazing team, and uh, I think he's going to win it. Uh, I'm not even going to give you guys what I think because Omar basically took everything that I was going to say and, and put it out there for me already. Um, I, you know, I had done my homework. I looked at the tracks. Uh, I saw the same things you saw. Um, the same advantages for uh, AMG cars. Um, and, and then the fact that Lewis, you know, this is a seven-time champion. He's going for his eighth title. That would be the most of all time. Um, you know, he, it, it, you know, you could very well argue that somebody would just be kind of over winning championships or it would just be something regular to them. But when you're trying to set yeah. yourself apart from everyone else in F1 history, and it probably won't be done again in the next fucking century, to be honest with you, uh, you know, I think he's yeah. hungry as hell for this one. Um, and yeah, he's still, I feel like he's still got that competitive edge over yeah. uh, Max and I don't. Happen. I don't mean to interject, uh, but real fast, I think, you know, this season, definitely, I think Lewis. Uh, personally, I think he's going to take it, but next season, I think it's going to be a completely different ball game with George Russell joining the pack on Mercedes. Um, yeah. I just think George Russell has so much young talent and he's just such an underrated driver. He's just been held back so heavily by, uh, you know, driving that shitty Williams car. Yeah. So to see him in a, in a world-class top tier race car with a top tier race team um, and just really unleash him as a driver, I, I think, him and Verstappen are going to put a ton of pressure on Hamilton oh, yeah. uh, next season. Yeah, that's uh, going well, sure to What were you saying? You cut out? Yeah, I'm sure they want him to be the feature instead of Hamilton after this year. So, I mean, yeah, we'll I see where it goes, say, too. Yeah. I think Russell is like a long – yeah, I think he's a long-term vision for Mercedes. Yeah, I very so, predictions aside – Predictions aside, who would you guys like to win? Because personally, Lewis Hamilton getting an eighth, like we said, would be absolutely huge. Passing someone like the greatest of all time, Michael Schumacher, would be insane. But also to have Max Verstappen so young to put a win streak to Lewis Hamilton, that would also be insane. Like I kind of, I kind of want to see either of them win. But then again, I do have a bet with Augie too that Lewis Hamilton's going to win. He has money on uh, Verstappen. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of want to see uh, Lewis Hamilton on the record, you know. Um, he's got the most right, wins, I do too. the most podiums, or sorry, pole positions, uh, and then to have the most titles. I mean, that's, that's you know, the, the triple crown right there. That's that's definitely putting him, him, putting him at the top of the discussion of greatest of all time. And I know people like to argue, yep. you know, the era of cars are different or Mercedes had a more dominant car, but you can look back at all the great drivers. None of those great drivers were driving shitty cars. Those drivers were all, you mm-hmm. know, in, in either a McLaren that was at the cutting edge of its time or a Ferrari that was a cutting edge of its time. Um, you know, so th- these guys that uh, want to bring up the cars, that's the argument I have for them. And yeah, I, I think uh, I'd like to see uh, Lewis Hamilton complete this, this, what I would call the triple crown. I agree. And at the end of the day, the numbers do not lie. No, they don't. They don't. But, you know, people like to argue and say that uh, he, he had a, a mm-hmm. basically a beast of a car, which he did. He, he did have a great car. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's no slouch of a driver. You cannot deny the fact that, you know, it's it takes a insane amount of talent to win eight championships, um, 100 poles. Uh, fuck, how many race wins? I don't even know. It, like, isn't he in the 70s or something? Did he just reach Oh, no, he just reached 100. 100. Yeah, no, it's, it's 100. 100. Yeah. 100. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought yeah. that was poles. How many poles does he have now? 101. I mean, this guy's got 100 fucking poles and 100 wins. Like, that's just ridiculous, you know? Yeah, that mm-hmm. ratio is insane now that you think about it. Yeah, but that's me. I know uh, Jason and, and Christian got, uh, you know, some, some other Shark thoughts. Boy. Christian, well, Christian, what do you got? What do you got? 
as far as how the season's gonna go, or who I want yeah, to win. Yeah, give me, give me how your season plays out, and then give me, uh, you know, who you want to win. But first, give me how you see those season playing out before you give me your biased ass opinion. I got, I got one or two ways. So I feel if Verstappen wins, takes takes his Grand Prix, I think he'll win it all. But I feel like if if Hamilton wins it and Verstappen gets second, I think we'll have a battle till the end. To be honest, and that'll be exciting because if we, if it comes down to the last race, it's gonna be amazing. And you know those yeah. two go at it, so yeah. we'll have to see. We even have, like you guys said before, we can have a DNF for both of them, you know, and then it's going to keep going until we, we'll see who wins in the last few races. And personally, I, I want Verstappen to win, man. That dude's got the gut to, to win. You know, Hamilton's just, he's up to Nelson. I know he's the greatest, but come on, man. Some of the races he's had, it's like he's lost on his own. Like with like the, the two races ago where he, he didn't want to exit the pit. <laughs> And then he got mad because his team told him to go and he went out. So it's like some of them he shot himself. So we'll see what happens. Maybe the pressure's on him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you talking about the pressure being on. Um, it does seem that like Mercedes as a team with the drivers as well has has been very non-Mercedes-like um, this year than before. Uh, you know, years in the past, they seem very precision-like. You know, everything is very well calculated. Every decision they make is very well thought out and you understand. But this year, it just seems like there's a lot more uh, either a driver error or a, uh, a team error that's made, um, team calls that are made that, that end up costing them big time, you know, costing them races. Jason, what do you got uh, for who you th- who you want to win? Or didn't I already do this? Or I mean, no, I, you predicted who was going to win. Yeah, I mean, it's oh. pretty much the same though, because Jason's talking biased, you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so no answer. So how about we go into the topic of uh, unless you unless you have a set plan, but um how George Russell is going to perform on Mercedes. We're going to, we'll get there uh, with the future teams, but then want to talk about real quick about how we see the middle of the pack drivers finishing this season before we talk about next season. So uh, I'll, I'll go over the stats with you guys real quick. Uh, we got, you know, Max Verstappen at the top, uh, Lewis Hamilton, very close behind him. Valtteri Bottas is about a hundred and po- about ninety points back from second place, but has a forty uh, thirty-five point lead over Sergio Perez, which I think he's going to hold on for the rest of the year. But I'll let you guys discuss that. And then we have a very close fourth, uh, fifth, and sixth place battle. Uh, Sergio Perez beating Lando Norris by one point right now for fourth place, and then we have Charles Leclerc who's lurking in the back, who uh, is. Gaining momentum for sure uh, with the uh, the Ferrari car, he's got 128 to Lando's 149, so down 20 uh, about 20 points. And then Carlos Sainz is knocking on Leclerc's door right now. He is down six points uh, or five and a half points. Sorry, these fucking half point seasons now. Um, how, how do you guys see the rest of the, the season playing out for, for let's say, fourth through fourth through sixth, basically, with uh, Perez up by one point and Leclerc down by uh, 20 points, 22 points from fourth place? Jason? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I think, you know, the McLaren and Ferrari uh, battle, will. I think, will be just as exciting as the Mercedes Red Bull battle because third place to fourth place finishing overall is such a huge difference when it comes to uh, receiving funding for the next year. And uh, for the rest of the midfield, you know, Alpine, they're just so hit or miss. I mean, like at Coda, they both, uh, Alonzo and Ocon both DNS. Yep. It's <laughs> just like, what's going on? Then, uh, Alpha Tauri, you know, some good drivers, uh, Yuki Shinoda. He's, he's, he hasn't been the most consistent as I wanted him to be, but, you know, granted, he's still a rookie. Um, and besides that, you know, Haas lost cause, you know, with the news of Porsche, with the news of Porsche potentially entering F1 next year, I, you know, I'd be more than happy to see Haas leave and Porsche take their place. 
yeah, that would be sick. Um, but I think just to cover on that real quick, right now Porsche is trying to look into developing motors right now. Um, I don't necessarily know if they're going to try to develop a team, um, but what I'm hearing is if Red Bull splits basically the cost of engine development with them, that would basically create enough funding or open enough funding for them to actually enter a car into F1, which would be pretty badass to see. Um, but I mean, even if they're doing engine development for Red Bull or, or any other team, that would be pretty dope as well. Just to know that Porsche is an F1 and, um, you know, continuing that, that amazing race heritage as well as doing, would- um, Le Mans, um, WEC, that would be uh, pretty badass to see Porsche in both WEC and F1. That I mean, that's like that's like the the type of shit that you you want from your uh, favorite manufacturer. You want to see them in, in all the top mm-hmm. race leagues. That's just how I see it. But okay, so so back to what you were saying. My bad. Um. So yeah, McLaren, uh, Ferrari. That's going to be an amazing battle. Um. Then even with Alpine and AlphaTauri, you know, they have a pretty uh, close gap. You know, I think it's just uh, what is it, ten, 10 points from each other. Then yep. uh, obviously, you know, uh, I think later on next year, the Aston Martin Mercedes team led by uh, Lance Stroll's father, you know, he, he set out a pretty big uh, mission to transform Aston Martin, you know, formally force India uh, to become, you know, a new great team, which, I think they're personally on the right trajectory to doing so. Yeah, hell yeah. I got to agree with you uh, real quick. Uh, I'm looking at the points right now, and I'm really surprised that, that Sebastian Vettel only has 36. I feel like he's been driving his ass off this year. should have a lot more points than that. But uh, Omar, what do you think? How's the middle of the pack I'm thinking out? for uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth in terms of drivers. I'm thinking... My personal prediction is going to be Norris taking fourth uh, for the championship. Um, Perez is going to be fifth, and I think Leclerc will stay right in at sixth place. Um, that's just my prediction. I don't have a ton of data or any other real hard reasoning to back it, um, but I personally just believe in, in Lando as a driver and I think he's extremely talented, and I think he's um, this season especially he's shown so much skill. And um, I think in the remainder of these races, he's likely to podium at some point, or if not podium, um, come out on top over Perez. No, I agree with you. Um, but Omar, be like, it's indescribable. I can't describe it, right, Jason? <laughs> Shout out Sonoma. Sonoma. Uh <laughs> Lucas, what do you think? How's that middle of the pack finishing? And, and actually let's let's back up for you a little bit because you missed out on quite a bit. Um who do you think uh how do you think the Mexico GP plays out for us? After you get done with that, how do you feel the season plays out for for top drivers through the middle of the pack like we're discussing about now? Oh, man. Uh, it's usually hard to say, especially not until practice and qualifying. That's when I like to make my judgment calls. So we'll wait and see there how their pace is, are they running into any problems, how's the chemistry, stuff like that. Um, of course, I want my boy Lewis Hamilton to come out on top, but I want a good race as well between Verstappen and Hamilton. That being said, as far as the middle pack, I think we're not going to see much movement there, especially everyone in the mid pack is super consistent and they're very good drivers. I still think I see Sergio Perez up there for uh, getting Red Bull to P2 for the uh, constructors. Um, Lando Norris as well has showcased what he can do in that McLaren. He's a fantastic driver and aggressive where it needs to be and just shows up when, uh, when he needs to. However, I do think Carlos Sainz is going to take P6 just because Carlos Sainz has, has had some nice podiums and has been very consistent throughout the season as well. Pretty much like all the mid-pack uh, drivers, um, it's going to come down to consistency and where they can deliver, you know? Yeah, so uh, you basically have Charles Leclerc dropping out of that middle of the pack 
and Carlos Sainz taking his place in in fifth. Uh, I sixth think place. so. I mean, it very well could happen. So, yeah. If you look at some of the best results of the season, uh, you know, the, it's Carlos Sainz has been finishing up there in, in the middle of the pack, and then sometimes you get Leclerc that's like fucking thirteenth place or some random shit. It's mm-hmm. like, yo, what the hell is going on mm-hmm. with this fool? So yeah, I can I can mm-hmm. see that. I can see that. Uh, Christian, what what are your what do you got? Middle of the pack results. Who you want? <clears throat> who you want to see? Uh, you know, pull out a, another couple positions up. So I definitely see Perez staying fourth, um, but I'm going to give you Leclerc fifth over Norris at sixth. Oh. Mm-hmm, the rest of the pack, um, I think they'll pretty much stay the same unless we have any of the surprises. You know, we've got some of them taking podium by a surprise. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much how I see it now going forward. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, and then let's talk about the Constructors' Championship real quick. Uh, probably going to be the last topic since we're already 40 minutes in, but um, Mercedes and AMG – or sorry, Mercedes and Red Bull. Let's just go through real quick. Just uh, I just need a single answer um, just because we're, we're running low on time here. But uh, let's start off with uh, – we'll go Jason, Omar, Lucas, and then Christian, okay? Uh, so construction – uh, Constructors Championship, Mercedes Benz and Red Bull. The gap is uh, 20 points. Uh, you know, one race could easily make up that gap. One race could actually put Red Bull ahead of Mercedes Benz. Uh, who do you guys think is is finishing first place in the Constructors Championship? Jason, go for it. Uh, first place, uh, I'm going to say still Mercedes, even if Max wins because of uh, Sergio. I feel like. He might. I'm just going to be bold, and you know, maybe fall off, uh, fall off the peak after this GP, and uh, you know, Botox with his consistency might, you know, pull off the instructors for them. He pulls an Austin, huh? He peaks early. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh man. Hello, Austin. Omar, Omar, who you got? Uh. Yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement with with uh, what Jason said. I personally believe that Mercedes is going to take the constructors' championship, um, mainly just again due to the advantage that the uh, Mercedes cars uh, have in the upcoming races and the upcoming GPs, and uh, also with the consistency of Bottas as opposed to uh, Perez. All right, all right, good answer, Lucas. I think that. Hamilton and Botas are more consistent than Perez and Verstappen. Uh, with that is a result of Mercedes winning uh, Red Bull P2, and I think McLaren's going to take P3. All right, Christian? Yep, definitely agreeing with Lucas on this one. I feel like Mercedes have been more consistent up there to get those points for them to get that championship. Okay, okay. All right, and then here we go. Here's the uh, even closer battle. Um we got two more battles to talk about, actually. Um, but what the one I'm really interested in is McLaren versus Ferrari. Uh, McLaren has 254 points. Ferrari has 250.5. So, you know, f- four and a half point difference right there. Um, this is still up in the air. Um, Jason, who do you got? Uh, what was the question? Sorry. Come back up. Oh. McLaren or Ferrari uh, finishing? McLaren, baby. Okay, all right. McLaren. Any reason? Uh, I just think Lando, you know, an up-and-coming driver, uh, he's going to be able to pull it off out of all the drivers uh, compared to Charles. I believe he has or just the same amount of experience in that, you know, in a McLaren or Ferrari car to, uh, you know, be able to pull it off. Like we saw in Sochi, he was he almost uh, won the, the whole GP, but it came down to a poor strategy call uh, that cost him it. Okay, all right. Um, Omar, who you got? McLaren or Ferrari? I'm going to say McLaren as well. Uh, I do have a personal bias towards McLaren. Um, they're my favorite team in F1, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, I think just going back to the energy of the drivers, both uh, Danny Rick and Lando Norris, just having so much young talent again. Um, I just think they're going to come out on top over Ferrari. And I think Ferrari, I mean, they've definitely had a better season as uh, compared to last year. But um, 
yeah, I think Ferrari is still on some like, I don't want to say shaky grounds, but they're still um, trying to, I don't know, get some like cohesiveness within their team and strategy and everything. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Lucas, what you got? Yep, I'm going to be with the guys on this one. McLaren over Ferrari. Um, however, I am going uh, against Omar as far as personal decision, and I'm going based off of stats alone. McLaren simply has more wins than podiums. Okay, I like that. I like that. Christian, what do you think? Yep. Like, we're going to go 4 for 4 on this one. I'm going to go McLaren. I feel with that momentum they got, especially with that the last race, the two races ago, where they got one and two. I think that momentum they got going for them is going to get get them get the third place for sure damn okay all right we got a clean sweep across the board except for the fact that i got ferrari and here's why Mm. Um, i don't Uh. think danny rick is going to be consistent enough and then not only that i mean a lot of these races lenda norris gets stuck behind danny rick and uh you know questions you know his team if you know hey should i should i pass should i be passing daniel ricardo right now you know, I, I think I'm quicker mm. and, uh, you know, I don't think there's any type of chemistry issue there, but I just think the fact that he gets caught up behind Daniel Ricardo, whether it be because of a shitty start or a shitty, uh, qualifying time, um, I think that costs them dearly. And, and with the momentum I see Ferrari building, I could very well see this, um, being decided at Yas Marina last race of the season. And uh, Ferrari clinching that third place uh, in the constructors' title. Constructors' title. And uh, finally, Alpine one hundred four, AlphaToro, AlphaTauri ninety four. So a 10, 10 point gap right there. Make this one pretty quick here because I got one more question at the end. I wanted to answer Lucas's question. Um, what do you got, Jason? Alpine or AlphaToro? Tari. What what the fuck? How do you even say that? Alpha Tari? Alpha Tari. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. it was Alpha Taro. Um, like a fucking bull. Alpha Taro. Alpha Uh you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh Alpha Tari for sure. You know, Honda powered, uh Alpine, like I said before, at Coda, both of them, both cars, Alonzo and Ocon, you know, DNF just because of I, I think just some random mechanical issues. I mean, as we know, Renault Renault itself has plagued itself shot itself in the foot with their own technology you know that's why red bull even left them i just don't think they have the consistency or reliability to be uh, a, a honda red bull powered uh, car all right omar uh i'm gonna say personally that alpine is gonna uh come out on top over alfatari and uh, my sole reasoning behind that is uh, because I think Yuki Sonoda is uh, a pretty shitty driver at the moment. And, uh, you know, I mean that with the utmost respect towards him. Damn. But, uh, you know, this is, this, is his, this is his first season in F1. And, um, you know, there's a, a lot of excitement surrounding him. But he's a rookie at the end of the day. And I think he just needs more experience behind the wheel of the F1 car. And, um yeah, I feel like he's just he's either crashed the car too many times or he just can't do anything uh, in terms of just putting up some decent results. So, oh, yeah, he, he that's why I say Alpine. He did have a rough beginning to the year. I, when I was watching him, I was like, who the fuck is this yeah, guy he, wrecking everything, you know? I watched some interview, too, where he literally admitted, he's like, they, nobody should be praising me right now. He's like, I literally cannot drive the car. He's like, I'm either crashing it or I'm like somehow DNFing or something along those lines. So yeah. I just thought that was really funny. Uh, hey, at least he's being honest, you know? That's true. Um, what would you say, Jason? At least he's being honest. Yeah, exactly. Lucas, what do you got? Alpine or Alcatari? Uh, I'm going to say Alpine just because you have a world championship runner with race experience and tactics. Alonzo on the team, he's going to pull through. And I was reading some comments about Yuki Sonoda. They call him Yuki Spinoda. That's that's disrespectful. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, man. Christian, Christian, who you got? Man, Lucas took the words right out of my mouth. I'm going Alpine. <laughs> I got that. Okay. And man. Uh, I'm also going to go Alpine as well. I have respect for them for the fact that they're doing F1 and they're doing WEC. We see them in Le Mans getting their ass beat by Toyota. But 
hey, it's all good. The fact <laughs> that they're doing both is is great for racing in general and and uh, you know keeping the sport alive for sure, especially at the highest levels. Uh, that's pretty awesome to see. So, uh, with respect to Alpine, uh, I got them finishing fit, uh, fifth overall in the uh, constructors championship. But uh, last question for the night. Uh, Lucas mentioned it before. He wanted to talk a little bit about George Russell. Uh, I want to hear you guys' thoughts as well. Where do you think he finishes in the championship and how many races? Oh, what? Not how many. Let's see. Let's do uh, over or under four races. Does he win over or under four races? Give me what you got, Jason. Over under for the last four races? No, next year on Mercedes Benz. Does he. Does he win four or not? Mm. I want to say yes. Okay. And uh, where do you think he finishes in the championship? We're talking about Hamilton, right? No, George George Russell. Oh, George. Ah. I said that, right? I think he's going to. Yeah. I think he's going to do well, but I think maybe it's going to take him, uh, you know, mid-season, even to the late parts of next season to, you know, really get adjusted because I feel like, you know, if you're driving a Williams and you hop into a uh, Mercedes, it's going to be, you know, quite a, quite a shell shock. (laughs) You know, you're driving a Prius, now you're stepping into like a GT3 RS. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck you. Fucked up. (laughs) Omar, what do you got? Over or under four wins for George Russell? For next season? Yep. I'm going to say over four wins. Uh, Personally, I believe that George Russell is extremely talented. And like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I think uh, it's mainly his team and the the car that he's in. I think he's just an incredibly talented driver that – is literally just being held back by the by the vehicle that he's driving, and we've seen what he's capable of. I mean, come on, Williams is one of the. I mean, just to to podium like in the I think it was the Belgian Grand Prix. He came in P two, and uh, even in the Hungarian Grand Prix, I'm looking as well. Uh, he came in eighth place, and you know that might not sound on paper any like all that special, but when you're talking about a driver from Williams that is, you know, putting in this kind of work, um, and just the, the energy and just the, uh, the ambition and, and drive that Russell has. Um, I, I think Mercedes is the perfect seat for him. And, and I think he's going to have a really bright, bright future ahead of himself with Mercedes. And I think that's going to start next season. Damn shit. He comes in, you think he takes over the, the number one driver spot or what? I mean, cause that's how you're talking. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think it's going to be quite like that. But I think, I think, as soon as he becomes more adjusted and accustomed to the AMG F1 team, he's going to start outshining Lewis. And uh, I think he's going to be some serious competition for Max. Yeah. And uh, and again, like I said, I, I think Russell is a is a long term vision for Mercedes. I think they see his potential, and uh, I think as long as you know uh, Russell continues to come out with the same type of energy and, and vigor. Um, he's going to prove to everybody he's an amazing driver. I agree with you, bro. I agree with that. Lucas, what do you got? Oh, yeah. I think George is going to be over four wins, and as far as the championship next year, he is going to be top of the midfield, so P4, P5, and here's why. He hopped into the Mercedes last year, the Shakir Grand Prix, with no experience with that car, and he decimated. He would have won. Wait, did you say Shakira? Shakira Grand P, exactly. No, I said Shakira. <laughs> did I? Oh, no. Nah, you uh, whatever. Um, but he hopped in that car, and we all know he would have won that Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. He was able to hop into a faster car and uh, dominate the top of the pack. That's like us, minus Gabe, hopping into our M3s and hopping into like a GT3 Cup car and destroying it and doing even better. We have There's a learning curve. The car is faster. But he still managed to do all of that in one race weekend and still come out of top. Exactly. Uh, no and what was the reason finish. why he? What, what What was the reason for him not placing? Did he DNF or something? Or it was, it was a, it was a quote unquote, quote unquote puncture, then a quote unquote 
mismatched tire set during a pit stop. Uh, they got mixed up with like Botox's tires or, you know, different compounds, uh, yes. some other wheels and stuff. Yeah. But who knows? You know, yeah. some political shit, some dirty shit. Yeah, that FIA exactly. Money, exactly. Uh, money in the bank type shit. <laughs> Christian, yeah, what do you think? Shit. No, for real. <laughs> Christian, what do you think? Honestly, I'm finish your four next year. I think the cars are just so different. Even though he's experienced and all that, you guys were talking about earlier, I just don't see him grasping it right away, you know? So I, I haven't finished him under four next year. I think once he'll get that experience and once he drives it for a while, then maybe, you know, maybe the coming years after that. But I think next year he'll have to get used to that new car and we'll see what happens going forward. Damn, my boy Christian throwing out a, a random knowledge fact about them bringing out a new car next year that's going to definitely true. change the driver styles. <laughs> Uh, mm, I forgot I mean, uh, about that as well. After you bringing up that point, I, I have to agree with you. That's probably the most solid factor or piece of evidence that we have that that could possibly sway somebody from not thinking that he will not get uh, or that we will get four over four wins. Um, yeah, I, I don't see it happening now that you bring it up. Um, there is definitely some adjustment period for all drivers, but to swap out of a different seat and go to a different car, that's a, that's a different type of adjustment. You know, that's not just, oh, we're getting a new car. You're hopping in a completely different machine now. And not only that, it's got adjustments yeah. to it from the previous years before that you're not used to. So yeah, I'm, I'm I think, uh, the cars, the, the cars for the 2022 season are actually slower than the current season, aren't they? Yeah. Just because of the way that they're set up aerodynamically, they're just supposed to produce less turbulence from the rear, I guess, to kind of level out the playing field for all the drivers. Yep. Me and Jason were talking about this yesterday. Less dirty air um, to make racing better, which we were thinking, Mm -hmm. does that mean that lap times overall will be slower or will they be faster because they're not able to produce the downforce that they were able to before that was creating that turbulence. Um, you know, these drivers right. are, are very well skilled and every single year it seems like they're just crushing the, the, the lap records, but yeah, I don't know what these new cars, I, I would think, actually personally, um, what was that? I, I mean, I, I have to do some more research on the car, but I think perhaps the lap times will be slower, not only because the drivers are adjusting to a completely new car, but because they're designed to be a bit slower. But I think, is it the split? Is that the term? The split between drivers Um, in terms of their lap times is exactly, it's it's going to be reduced significantly. And I think because of that, we're going to see, you know, much more fierce competition, more exciting competition, which I think is the goal at the end of the day. Oh yeah. Yep. Can't agree anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been talking for an hour now, uh, so we're, we're well past our normal time limit. But, I mean, it was a great discussion overall. We talked about a lot of different shit, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good info was thrown out by everyone here. So I appreciate you guys all joining. But uh, thanks for those who listened. And uh, the next podcast I got will be dropping actually tomorrow as well. So back-to-back podcasts, Thursday and Friday. And uh, we got a special guest, uh, actually a few special guests. We have the board members from Bimmer Challenge. They're going to be talking with us. That's Ellie, uh, Andrew, and John. And uh, we're going to be talking about how the season's been playing out. We're going to go over the standing so far. It's extremely close in a few different classes. And uh, also, Ellie's been talking about and hinting at some major changes next year for Bimmer Challenge regarding how uh, competition will be what the rewards will be, which is pretty exciting, and uh, what tracks we should be looking forward to that are going to be added. So, uh, yeah, if you guys like this uh, podcast, uh, please get a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, Whether you're on uh, Spotify or not, go ahead and hit that uh, bell icon and uh, always stay up to date and alerted when we uh, upload new podcasts. But uh, as far as uh, I'm concerned, we're done here. Omar, any closing words? I don't really have to say much else aside from thanks to all the viewers for listening in and uh, you know, appreciate you guys tuning into the podcast, supporting us. So looking forward to the next one as always. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, thank you guys all for listening. I know the, the audience actually has grown quite a bit um since we started doing this uh what 
last week or, or two weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, these yeah. consistent uploads yeah. are actually getting quite a few views on, on YouTube and Spotify, which is awesome to see. Heck yeah. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Appreciate it. Take it easy.